In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the everyone and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsinki. And also with me all the way from the East Bridgewater, wherever it is, um, the blonde Don Shell herself. Wrong way in Kerrigan. Well, good evening. How what's are up? you? How nice of you to show up. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you talking about, girl? What are you talking about? The blonde bombshell all the way from East Bridgewater, sweating profusely, trying to think what I'm going to open this show with. <laughs> what? I mean, you're a veteran now. You've been doing the show for like almost two years, right? I know, I know. I could win well. it. I could win it, but... Of course you could. Yeah, you still kind of, you know, you throw me for a loop now and then. I think it's a test. Whatever. I think it's a test. So uh, how are so, you? Yeah, great. So what's uh, what's new and exciting? I mean, with uh, you and East Bridgewater and all that stuff. Oh, uh, what's new and exciting? Um, what are I'm you doing? A, what are you up to? What the hell going to on? A, a week's worth of work into three days so I can go to my face painting conference tomorrow. That's now, new. Now, what is this face painting conference thing? I mean, it... It, it is the East Coast uh, Face and Body Painting Conference. Oh. Wait a minute, did you say body? Body. Mm-hmm. Body. Take pictures, lots of pictures. Nah. <laughs> Maybe I will. Uncle Ronnie wants to see. Okay. <laughs> I have a long list of men who would like to see. Yeah, but wait a minute. Who's 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 the main man here? Oh, well, that's right. That's right. All right. Mm, okay. Remember that. All right. Mm. Remember who doesn't sign your paychecks. <laughs> <laughs> Paying me all those millions. Paying I have to I have to send them to my husband first, though. Oh, damn. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can make copies. <laughs> but that is where I'm heading off to tomorrow, uh, bright and early, to Manchester, Connecticut. And uh, I'm hoping I'm going to find uh, a few old cemeteries while I'm down there this trip, too. So, so what is it? I mean, what, what do you guys do there? I mean, what the hell is it? It is, um, it's just every day, n- nine till whenever at night, there's workshops, classes, uh, it's henna, face painting, body painting, right. it's all I, I different mean, levels. Workshop, classes, classes, what? I mean, you slop some paint on somebody and, I mean... Oh, yeah, I mean, that's you've been, it. You've been doing it for years, so what, what do you need <laughs> a class for? I mean, what the hell? 
Because, you know what? You, you always... I'm trying to find out. Yeah, what? What? Because there's always something new to learn. Don't you think so? Uh, right? Sure. Have you... Right. When do you ever reach a point in your life when you stop learning? You don't. You did. That's right. So it's and then, always... Then you learn whether it's an afterlife or not. <laughs> That's right. If all That's these right. ghosts I'm chasing are real or not. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, and they're putting me in the haunted room in the hotel. Really? Yep. They got a haunted room. They call it yeah. Charlie's room. And apparently Charlie likes to smoke cigars. And people are, con it's a non-smoking hotel. Mm -hmm. And uh, people are constantly calling the desk and complaining that the room smells like cigars. And then when they come back, you know, it doesn't smell like cigars. And um, I don't know what the history is there. I'm not sure that they even know either, but uh, I'm there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is so cool. Bring in my kit. I'm going to try and record me. some EVPs. Ha <laughs> ha. Somewhere Mike is laughing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, speaking about Mike, Mike did this um, uh, investigation with you and I at the uh, jail, and Deb Mello, yeah. who, has, who is actually waiting on the line to mm -hmm. speak as well. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, did you get the one about the girl singing? Yes, he sent that to me. And? Um, did you hear it? I did hear it. Oh, okay. I'm having trouble hearing the girl singing, but I'm a little EVP impaired. But you know, um, what is she? And then she says something. She does. I do hear somebody saying something at the end. Of that okay. Because so. what I hear is a forklift. Yeah, that's what I hear too. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all I hear. I hear the forklift, but I do. I do hear some something in there. I'm just not sure what it is. Yeah, I'll have to review that and redo it again because, mm -hmm. uh, mm. I mean, I tried my darndest, and, and yeah. that's the problem with EVP. I mean, especially with people who do it so much, they've got that ear so yeah. well attuned. And mm -hmm. one time, sometimes I think they're almost like clear audience that didn't. Oh, definitely. That's a big point in his book is he talks about being clear audience. And, mm. you know, the more you, you do your recording and the more you listen to EVPs is that you just you just hear them pop. You know, mm -hmm. then you hear them pop live. You hear stuff all Whatever. the time live, sure. but I don't, sure. I don't catch Whatever. Yeah. Right. Whatever. <laughs> oh, we have little faith. We have two people on the line, two charming young ladies. Awesome. Uh, my favorite astrologer here uh, from the East Coast, uh, Dorothy Morgan. Hi, Dorothy. Hello. How are you? Good. And also, Hi, we, we have, uh, who we were just talking about, uh, who got us into this crazy jail in Boston. Oh, she is yes. a psychic, psychic medium from Keene, New Hampshire, <laughs> and a uh, counselor and uh, all-around cute little person, uh, Deb Miller. <laughs> Hi, Deb. Hi, Em. Hi, Ron. Wow. What an intro, huh? Yeah, nice. Wow, you got a nice intro. You know, you don't usually thank people for getting you into jail. Right? <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking about, did you see the new newsletter that came out? If you don't get your newsletter, by the way, you, you should definitely sign up for it. It's free. It's uh, You go to the Any Ghost Projects website, anyghostproject.com, any, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. And on the right-hand side of the top, sign up for the free 
the uh, newsletter. It comes out once a month. It's, it's really cool. Dorothy um, does the forecast for us, the uh, horoscope or whatever the heck it is. And um, Anne does a cemetery tripping thingy. And uh, Tom D'Agostino writes a, a neat old keen old story. We have Beyond Bizarre in it. We have, uh, uh, God, there's always something new. Uh, Gem of the Month, Photo of the Month. I don't know. Who the heck knows what's in it? But uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, did you notice the picture on there? Which one? The the big one, the one the one that's in the headline. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I looked at it the other day. It's been a busy week. What? I can't, the one you open up and it says uh, NEGB newsletter, and it was you and me in jail. You clunk ahead. Oh, okay. Got it. Oh, sorry. God. Um, she, I, I'm blonde. She blonde or what? Can I say? I'm sorry. Now I have to open it and look at it again. Oh, God. Oh, my God. All right. Anyways, uh, can we bring in our guests? They're here, aren't they? Oh. Yeah. I think they can. We are here. We are listening to the banter. It's entertaining. <laughs> Don't you love it? Oh, us in the jail. About, really. Yes, us in the jail. Now I remember. Yes, I did see that. Sorry. Yeah. Well, that's brought, you brought up the subject. We just in the jail. Yaddy, <laughs> yaddy. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Dorothy was on the show last week, and she went into a little bit about what's happening uh, in 2012. And, of course, Deb Miller, we haven't had on for a long time. Uh, oh. Deb, Deb went on my uh, haunted uh, uh, ghost hunt cruise with Mike mm-hmm. Marquardt, in fact, and, and, and myself. And the, that was a lot of fun. That was fascinating. Yeah, and uh, she is a uh, psychic medium and also a counselor, too, which is kind of neat, too, right? Um, well, yeah, it all kind of mixes together, really. <laughs> right? Uh, uh, why? Well, typically when people come for um, for readings and they want to connect with people, it's because they're at a place in their lives where they're looking to work out some change or something else going on. So it's it's good to have, you know, a, a, a lot of skills to mix into that pot. I think it helps to empower the person just that much more <laughs> with whatever the heck it is they're trying to do at that point in their lives. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I hate that when people say a place in their lives. What the hell is that? Place in their lives. It's a place. place in their lives. It's a place in their lives. What what are they doing there? I don't know. No. Yeah. <laughs> place in their lives. Anyway. Wow. Um so so your your psychic mediumship does help you in your uh, helping people when they're in places of their lives, right? <laughs> I guess. I mean, it's you know, people come and see a psychic medium for a variety of things, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes they come and see a psychic medium because they want to do some kind of paranormal investigation someplace really interesting, like a boat or a jail or something. Yeah. Right. I mean, what, it's, it's, what, are you, what are you getting at, Ron? I don't know. Where are you I going? I really don't know. It? I really don't know. <laughs> the interesting thing about it is, is I know that you guys are, are really good friends with uh, uh, Dorothy, who's with us, right, Dorothy? Yes, I'm still here. We're actually we're we're in we're each in our own room. I'm actually visiting Deb for the for the evening, and oh. um, <laughs> <laughs> I can hear her talking through the wall, and it's actually yeah, like she's in her room. I'm in mine. Oh, that's a riot. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a sleepover, isn't that just special? Sleepover. Wait, 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 wait a minute, you going to have a pillow fight? Um, uh, uh, do you want to answer that, Dorothy? 
<laughs> I don't know. Are we going to have I, a pillow fight? <laughs> I answered it so quickly. You didn't even hear me. Oh, what happened? <laughs> Did you say no? I said no. She said no. Oh, God. I, I, I just wanted to... I was just going to watch. That's all right. <laughs> I, I, think we, I think if we could Skype it and put her on, on air and... Uh, oh, yeah, right. You know, if people... One nine one one nine hundred, and uh, you know what would solve some of our financial problems we're having this year. Good point. I might have to reconsider. I think you're coming in and out, Dorothy. It's kind of hard to hear you. Uh, can, you yep. can you hear her okay? She is cutting in and out, but well, maybe uh, yeah. maybe maybe if we put her on a uh, an extension, that might work. So we could try that. Okay. Could be the headset I have on. I could turn that off. Anymore. Well, that sounds so, good. Whatever you, whatever's happening that's different, <laughs> I can hear you now. All right. Nothing. Anyway. Okay. So, okay. So, <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Are you done playing, or is is that it? Go for okay. it. Okay. We're awesome. Okay. Now, okay. Um, Dar- uh, Debbie, uh, Deborah, I should say, Deb, Deborah. What, what, what do you prefer? <laughs> well. People call me Deb. Yeah. Deb, uh, Deb, um, you you have a dog, a recently acquired dog, I believe, right? Oh yeah, we have a little a little Shih Tzu. Oh, he's so cute. Oh my gosh, he's I so can't cute. believe his blue eyes. Yeah. Craziest yeah, thing I've ever seen. He's gorgeous. Oh, he does. He has these bright, bright blue eyes. And uh, he's about two years old. We've had him for about five and a half weeks now. Uh-huh. They, they look like human eyes. Yeah, no, sometimes they do. It took me like a week or two. Oh, to how many shoes you have? Oh, God. How what? many shoes? Uh, mm-hmm. what? What? Excuse me. Uh, and, and Dorothy, do you have a dog? Um, no, I had I a dog. Don't. You had a dog, though, right? You did have a dog, yeah. right? Okay. Cool. And, and, and Anne, I believe that, that, that you have a dog, had a dog, or haven't had a dog. <laughs> uh, we lost Rocky in June, but we still yep. we have Kobe. Right. We adopted okay. a year ago. Okay. All right, so we have actually three, I would say, dog people here, wouldn't we? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, cool. So you see, I'm just setting the groundwork so everybody okay. knows. I, I do right. not have a dog, okay? I do have a cat, all right? Oh, um, a cat person. Oh. I am totally a cat person. Um, <laughs> oh, no. The only reason I do not have a dog, I mean, I like dogs. I, mm-hmm. I do not. I would never own one, I don't think, is because uh, they're too much work for me. Mm-hmm. Um and that's, that's the true. Truth. They're like they're like having children in your lives. Yeah, sure. they are. They're they're big and they're whatever. Even the small ones are big, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So totally uh, a toddler. I would I would not have a dog. Okay, but mm-hmm. uh, I have nothing against dogs. Uh, that being said, okay. So <laughs> what what brought this this all on was. Um, uh, recently, I put a cartoon up on, not a cartoon, or what do you call them? I don't know what the heck you call them. I don't have a Facebook page anyways. It was about these two churches, the Catholic Church and the uh, Presbyterian Church. And, oh, and it all, it, Yeah, and in fact, I posted it on our uh, Facebook page, which is what, Ed? That is Ghost Chronicles-Next Generation. Come on in and like us. We only need 24 more, 25 more people to get to 300. Come on. Whoopie-doo. We need more fans. Anyway, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, anyways, 
So I did post it on here if you want to check it out. But but the gist of it was, was it all about uh, dogs and souls. I mean, the Catholics were saying, well, dogs had souls. And the Presbyterian says, no, they ain't. And, da, 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 and it goes back and forth. It's kind of a cute little thing. I don't want to say too much about it, but I'd rather have you look at it because it, it is kind of cute. So anyways, I started thinking about that again. And uh, when I first started doing radio back in, oh, God, about 10 years ago in WCCM, um, there was a newspaper article in the Lawrence Siegel Tribune about a Haverhill doctor by the name of uh, Duncan McDougall who uh, did a lot of research on the human soul. Basically, he took people that were dying, had these special beds made up, and um, when they passed, uh, he determined that taking an account for uh, you know escaping gases and all that other crap, um, that the human soul weighed 23 grams. But on the side thing to this, he also euthanized uh, 10 or 15 dogs and found out they lost no weight and therefore they had no souls uh, because they had no weight. So, so anyways, that, that goes back to that. And of course, every time I bring that up, I get all this tremendous hate mail from every dog owner in the world. But uh, hey, that is, that's, that's freedom of America. But anyway, uh, so it always brings up interesting thought. Do animals, do dogs have souls? And I would bet you if I was to poll the three of you, and I think I will, and Yes. Okay. And Dorothy? Yes. And Deb? Duh. Of course. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You know, and of course, I know because you were you were you were dog owners, and and I think that even if you weren't dog owners, I I think you, mm. if if you are any type of a sensitive or anything, you you would say it, they do. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But this to me, and I started thinking and pondering about this, especially that that cartoon thing about you know there are no dogs in heaven because you know, blah 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 blah, but they don't have souls. They did the whole thing again, but. Then, you know, the the Catholic, and they're all God's creatures. So, anyways, I started thinking about this quite a bit, and I decided that dogs do not have souls. And let me, before you jump all over me, mm-hmm. let me, let me, Bridgesley. let me yes. say that specifically, because a soul is really a human spirit. So, therefore, they aren't human spirits, okay? A human spirit has um, uh, free choice. It, it can do good or it can do bad, basically. Uh, but I believe that animals have spirits. So, okay. there's a difference. An animal, as far as I can see, can do no wrong. Can do no. Uh, they may hurt people. They may do anything, but there is no righting wrong in, in an animal. Uh, so they have a spirit. Otherwise, they're they're almost like uh, if you believe if you're in Catholic, where you believe in limbo for uh, uh, babies, where they can't. You know, they have a spirit. Uh, they really can't do wrong or, or thing. So they they go to the special place, but. Uh, so, what's your thoughts? I mean, is that crazy, or am I off base, or you know, and why? You just don't say no, yeah, yeah. What? You tell me why. Go ahead. And that, that's interesting, because you know, David and I were just talking about the difference between the soul and spirit tonight. We were just having that conversation. So there's something else that you know just came to me during the week. But I can tell you, I mean, I'm looking at a couple of websites right now, and according to Christianity. Um, 
according to Christianity, humans are the only ones that have souls, you know, just you can read it in Genesis, you know, and God breathes the life of uh, uh, the but life into man. Isn't, it, isn't that going to the definition of a soul, though? Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, that's the Bible's definition of the soul and Christianity's definition of the soul. I guess it depends on how much of a Christian you want to be, whether you follow the Bible word for word or not. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, the soul is, you're, you've got a point. I mean, as far as Christianity is concerned, the soul is meant only for humans. But then you so go maybe, into Buddhism or Hinduism, and they disagree. They they correct. fully agree that, that um, animals have souls. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Hmm. Yeah. So you know so, the different the different popular world religions come in on the, the issue differently as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, so we, yeah. yeah, and I mean, we just had a point brought up in the chat room um, from Stephen Scott and said, you know, what about the Egyptians? They have a strong belief in animal souls, and even sending the pharaohs animals into the afterlife with them. And right. that's funny because I was that's what I was just thinking. Mm-hmm. You know. That they they had all those they had them with them in there they took them with them mm-hmm. on the journey. Well, I think mm-hmm. coming at it too um, as as a medium and an animal communicator, uh, this is one of those moments where I wish I could just plug you into my head so that you could experience some. Trust me, I don't want to go there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the the reverse would be kind of kind of scary. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to go in your head either, Ron. <laughs> Nobody does. <laughs> Uncharted territory. <laughs> but, but it would Last be nice. Person to when it never came out. <laughs> but that, you know, some of the experiences that I've had in session with people, there's there's no way, obviously, that um, I could have known any of these things. And getting the perspective from these animals um, in spirit about things going on um, in their their families' lives. You know, when they when they pass over and then they come back and they start talking about elements from their view that's going on in their, their former home, you know, it, it, you can't really dispute some of these things. Um, some of the, the lessons they have to teach or the, group, the jokes that they make or um, the way they look out for us and what they actually share with us is far beyond our scope of understanding. You know, they're, they're beautiful little beings. And, and furthermore, we're animals. You know, we're talking about mammals. Right. In the animal kingdom. And, you know, I think that each of us has our own distinct purpose here and our own abilities. Who's to say that one is more or better than the other? I will. Well, (laughs) it depends on the perspective. I think dogs have done far less damage to a lot of things than humans have. (laughs) Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of different ways you could look at it. No, someone in the chat room said, um, you know, um, asked Deb, since you're an animal communicator, do dogs think they have souls? Huh? Oh, weird. Do dog? you know, ask the dog. All right, let's, let's get a dog up here and There you go. Let me go get Kobe. No. <laughs> you know, honestly, it, it might, I mean, I'm not even the animal communicator, but what what I get with that is, like, a dog wouldn't even know what a soul is. It's because, you know, that's our definition. They just Yeah, that's are. what I was going to say, Exactly, too. exactly, but, exactly. But they, they are what they are. And the other thing that's really kind of interesting about them is that they don't necessarily distinguish as much between life and death as we do. You know, they're they're more, you know, in the moment, if if you will. Right? I'm I'm here now in this body. I'm not here now in that body. 
But to them, it's it's um, not so different. So is it, wouldn't that be like wouldn't that be like uh, when we pass ourselves? Uh, it's I, I would imagine there's no time at all, and you're there, and you're there. That's it. I mean, you know. I mean, and do you think do there you is think, no future? There is no past. It's it's the right. moment. But do you think that dogs come back? Do you oh, think yeah, that, absolutely. Do you think they come no. back? I th- I, no. I, I, I don't believe it. I don't believe in reincarnation. So I don't. What do you mean no. by by coming back? Coming back Re- is what reincarnation. Come come back as as another um, pet. Another no. another another dog. You know, you know the reason why is I don't believe in reincarnation. Yeah, because, because you're Catholic, so you're coming at it from that perspective. No, no, no! Don't throw my religion at me because yeah, trust me, throw. It's just it, this, it, that's your it, faith it, practice. That's what you believe. I, I I look at all points of view, and and I've always done that. And uh, it really irritates me when people will say, "Okay, this is why you do it." I'm a free thinker, and okay. I'm always a free thinker. And uh, sometimes uh, it might clash at my religion, but it, in reality, it really doesn't. And I'll, I'll give you an example of that. Is well, just to is, clarify, is, that wasn't that wasn't a slam at all. I mean, as a free thinker, you chose this spiritual walk, and we're talking about spiritual practices and beliefs. You know, so it wasn't it wasn't meant as um, you know throwing anything your way. Yeah, I mean, it, it's well, whatever. Well, just so you it, know, it's it's, just it's that like, Catholic guilt. <laughs> exactly, we do have that, without doubt, without a doubt. Um, but the the idea of, of reincarnation it, it doesn't really make sense to me because uh, it just it does it just I can't put my you know understand why it would exist totally or or how it exists uh, coming back as another person or as another dog or whatever. But if your soul, if your soul leaves your body, right? Yes, yeah. we understand that. I understand that totally. If your soul right. leaves your body. Right. Why couldn't it go into another body? Right, but that, that other body, like wait a minute, that that other body belongs to someone else. That's why it can't go into it. And you can as a, as a possession. And I think most of your reincarnation is some type of a spirit attachment to it, where it, it may be very deeply entwined, or, or you might even say a possession. But even the best case for reincarnation, where about the, the little boy who, who recognized all the squadron guys and, and mm-hmm. saw all this stuff, mm-hmm. when, when they finally uh, went to the place where this pilot hit that he was supposedly was reincarnated from, and they dropped a wreath on his spot, then the whole thing ended. So to me, that was would be more proof that he was uh, somehow entwined with another spirit than a, a spirit of of his thing. I mean, I mean, we totally don't know. I mean, so everything we do is is totally conjecture, anyways. But I, I just don't see it. I just don't. You know, a lot of people say, "Well, okay, I see these past lives." I says, "Yeah, well." If you believe in a in a greater consciousness, then you may be just tapping into that greater consciousness, or you may be connected to another spirit in another time, and and you know basically reliving it. An empath was an empath, though. An empath, I think we're all empathic to some degree, but we all hey, we gotta take a break. We do. Oh crap! All right, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles: Next Generation with uh, Ann. Radio with a cutting edge. Renowned and gifted psychic medium, Sylvia Rossi, explores the mysteries of this life, the afterlife, and the unseen world that surrounds us all. 
in the show called Make Contact with Sylvia Rossi. Wednesdays at 2, 1 p.m. Central here on Toginet. Sylvia Rossi with her special guests and other fellow psychics invite you to call in and make contact with the world beyond and get answers to your questions. Psychic medium Sylvia Rossi has been sharing her gift professionally for the last 17 years. Sylvia has made it her mission to help individuals and families understand their eternal connection to loved ones that have passed on, bringing relief and comfort to countless souls who have been touched by her gift. She's had the privilege of meeting and working with many psychologists who continue to recommend their clients to her when conventional methods have failed. Now it's your turn to make contact with host and psychic medium Sylvia Rossi. Wednesdays at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Yeah. So we were going to go for a walk with him after we were done. If you want to go out and bring him out for a few minutes, we'll go. You're on the air, girls. Anyways. Oh, <laughs> hey, welcome back to Ghost Chronicles. Wow. We're just chitty-chattying here. That was really sloppy, I want to tell you, Ann. <laughs> Next time you stir the... Uh, the uh, spaghetti sauce, anyways. Um, we're going to go on this quickly, and, and I know we have uh, a cemetery tripping coming up. Yes, we do. Okay. So, uh, uh, on that same same note, and, and I want to go back to the animal thing just a little bit, and then we'll go to the cemetery tripping. As Dorothy, I, I did want to mention you. Have you ever done an astronomy chart for an animal? I have done an astrology chart for an animal, yes. Cool. My my dog my dog is a, a Gemini, and I don't have her birth time, but I know what day she was born. And yeah, she behaves she behaved as a Gemini. She's very talk. Cause Gemini's tend to be talkative, and they just can't sit still. And she's a big dog, and um, yeah, she so she did. She had the characteristics of a Gemini. I mean, we I think basically all we would look at with a, especially with an animal is just the sun sign and the moon sign. The rest of it. It, you know, it doesn't influence them. It's, well, it, it does, but why? It it, it Wouldn't it, would it either? If, if if animals, for instance, if animals have a soul where they have the free will and everything else, again, it would be like uh, uh, Deb doing cards for her, her dog or, or somebody else's animal. And yeah. w- wouldn't it be the same? It would be similar. Yeah, I would think it would be the same. So yeah, I mean, I do. I mean, I I have done that. I did that for my dog. And I just, I think it's it's pretty nice because you can tell just by those two basic things, even if we don't know what time they were born, which that doesn't always happen. But, you know, by knowing what sun sign they are, what moon sign they are, and the moon is, how we kick it, how we give in, in nurturance and how we receive that. So how we receive our care and our nurturing from our mother. So as a human, if I know that my dog has the moon in the sign of cancer, that dog's just going to be on my lap all the time, or that cat's going to be on my lap all the time. If it's an air sign moon, then that animal will most likely be, will come to me when it needs something, but will just leave me alone the rest of the time. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's so like a then, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right. When they when they need something, they're around. But otherwise, forget about it. Mm-hmm. That's right. Otherwise, you just you're useless. Forget about it. <laughs> right. Ooh, EVP might. So yeah, people so capture EVPs work. from animals. What's that? Yeah. What's that? EVP Mike says on the chat that um, people capture EVPs from animals. Yeah. Uh, capture- like a ghost they- chicken. Well, wait a minute. They, they capture uh, EVPs, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything whatsoever. Actually, why? Uh, it, it's not not proof of anything. They they capture the voice, 
of a chicken or the voice of a dog or the voice. I mean, we, we've captured voices of dogs, but mm-hmm. what does that really prove? That does prove anything. Isn't it the same as you, catching you, a human EVP? No, because you can, you can catch an EVP of an inanimate object, so it, it proves nothing. Um, really? Yeah. I mean, there's the famous one, of course, is the drawbridge in Scotland where they've captured EVPs of a drawbridge in Scotland, and the yeah. drawbridge has long since been gone, but they still capture the, the bridge yeah. going Well, I, would, I will agree with the inanimate objects, but, I mean, so, you know, it, Mike what, says he's caught, caught his dog. And, well, you know what? I really, to me, that is is so conjectural. EVP people are so um, what's the word? Uh, influenced by their own lies that they recognize sounds that you and I would not recognize and um, say that they're a specific person. For instance, if judge. Gracie and Allen, for instance, uh, was on the air and, and we and gave us an EVP. Um, it, it, you know, we could we say, okay, that's Gracie Allen, but it's, someone might say, that, okay, that's I don't know what I'm trying to get at, basically. But it, they're so influenced. I mean, uh, for instance, Karen Marcy, who who got a great EVP, a Class A of uh, it's a voice that says, I I love you, and and she swears that that's her father's voice, and I can tell you. A hundred percent. It doesn't. To me, it doesn't sound like his, his voice. It sounds more like a woman's voice. But to her, that it, voice mm-hmm. for any particular reason. Now, this may be some type of the connection thing again. Right. But uh, it, it's yeah. It's 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 not really. To me, it's it's kind of like the orb thing where someone sees an orb and they tell you it's their grandfather thing. To them, it means something. But to other people, it doesn't really. Okay. Does that even make sense? That really makes <laughs> a lot. Wow. It really makes sense. It's subjective. Well, now Mike just came back in the chat room. He says, when you get evidence, you can study it. Opinions don't count. So there. Right. Yep. <laughs> so study and, it. Study uh, it I, have no it clue, right. I have no clue what that even means, but that's right. <laughs> I, think means, he, I think he thought you were making a big opinion there. <laughs> <laughs> But what a, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, I think it's time for cemetery tripping. Okay, let's go. <laughs> that'll get that'll get me off the hook for a minute. Let's or do two. it. <laughs> Fire it up, baby. Welcome to Cemetery Tripping, where each week I will feature a different cemetery that I hope you will seek out and enjoy as much as I do. You can see my pictures on Facebook by doing a search for Cemetery Tripping. Today I would like to tell you about Lowell Cemetery in Lowell, Mass. I was fortunate to visit this cemetery on a beautiful fall day with none other than Mr. Van Helsing himself, Ron Kolek. He played tour guide as I marveled over the fabulous statuary, mausoleums, and intricate stones. The Lowell Cemetery was modeled after Mount Auburn Cemetery in Cambridge in the then-new style of garden cemeteries and was designed by the eminent surveyor, George P. Worcester. He incorporated the rolling hills, horticultural aspects, and sweeping canopies of trees to create a peaceful and serene resting place that could be enjoyed by all. I would like to talk about a number of markers there, as there are simply too many to choose just one. 
One of the first markers I saw in the cemetery was the grave of Louisa Wells, described as a mill girl. Her family fought for 20 years to contest her will, ultimately losing. What began as a small sum of money left to erect a modest stone earned enough interest over two decades to erect quite a monument. It represents the angel of mercy looking down at a tired worker holding a bottom. The inscription says, Out of the fiber of her daily tasks, she wove the fabric of a useful life. It is a stunning and moving monument. Another very striking monument is that of James C. Eyre. The Eyre Lion, the most visited and admired monument in the cemetery, was sculpted by Price Joy in France of Italian marble. James C. Eyre made his fortune in the patent medicine industry, with his company advertising and producing a product to cure every disease. This is an incredible monument that draws you immediately to it. And perhaps the monument in the cemetery which has generated the most local folklore is that of Witch Bonnie, which is actually the Bonnie family monument. The true name of the sculpture is New Life. Local legend says that her dress gets lower and lower starting each October until finally her breasts are fully exposed by Halloween. Other legends include a fellow statue as her guardian, which is the air lion just in the line of her gaze, a tale of her rebirth in a tree, and that she was a witch hanged at the Salem Witch Trials. Since the cemetery was not created until 1841, and the Salem Witch Trials were in the 1600s, this simply cannot be possible. But as for the other tales, well, you may simply have to go and see for yourself. And there you go. Yeah, those are really cool, Ian. Do you have those somewhere if somebody wanted to listen to them? I don't. Um, okay, there you go. <laughs> I, I, I don't. Thank you, okay. Anna. She said I did a good job. But that is a great idea. Maybe we should try and put them up on our uh, on our page. And, and you have a uh, you do have a a cemetery tripping page right on uh, Facebook as well, right? Yes, I do. Yep. Yeah. And there's a link to cemetery tripping right on our Ghost Chronicles Next Generation page. So if you want to want to click on there, you can see all the. Oh God, I don't even know how many cemeteries I've been to at this point. But um, I have all my albums up there and. I really center on a lot of historic stones and symbolism, and there's some cool stuff in there. So, right. please you know do what, go you know visit why me. Are, you know why there are fences around cemeteries, right? Um, no, Ron. Tell me why are there fences around cemeteries? Because people are dying to get in. Uh-huh. Anyway, speaking about cemeteries, <laughs> according to the uh, Pittsburgh Post Gazette <laughs> on uh, November 29th this past year. Uh, the son, uh, Theodore Zimmermick, and two other relatives filed a lawsuit in November against St. Stanislaus Cemetery in Pittsburgh for the unprofessional burial of Theodore's mother, Agnes, in 2009. <laughs> Agnes had purchased a 11 by 8 plot in 1945, but when she finally passed away, the graveyard had become so crowded that, according to the lawsuit, workers were forced to dig in such a small hole that they had to jump up and down on the casket <laughs> and whack it with poles to <laughs> fill in the space. <laughs> Where do you find this crap? <laughs> crap, this is news. <laughs> news, young lady. <laughs> That's anyway, bad. Anyway, moving right along. So, uh, Deb, I, mean, I know we, we kind of like beat that uh, soul thing with a, any any com- final comments on that 
Uh, well, well, I mean, you, you kind of beat it all up all by yourself. I do. <laughs> <laughs> we we you just know, kind of kind of went along for the ride. <laughs> that, that was your mistake. I, I expected fireworks and I got nothing. Well, got that's because you did all the work. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we we anyway. have all kinds of thoughts, but they disagree with yours. That's fine. <laughs> That's absolutely fine. I mean, everybody you got three women to... ganging up on you, Ron. You better no, give it, up. It now. really is true. I mean, to be honest with you, I believe that all living things, whether it's uh, animals, plants, or whatever, they all have a living force. They all have some type of a spirit to them. And uh, if you want to go back to Native American or Indian ways, then then you understand that as well. But I remember in the 1970s when I started my company, uh, I had an invention called the Plant Talker, which was a biofeedback device for plants, and you could actually connect it to a plant, and it would react to people, dogs, smoke, whatever. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. So anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, okay, go on. Beat me some more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm drawing the I line. Love it. I'm drawing the line at plants, okay? That's not true. I mean, I know, I know plants have, I mean, the cigarette life of plants, if you've ever read the book, you'll, you could understand a lot more on that, too. I thought it was the secret life of bees. No, plants, my love. Plants? Mm-hmm. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was back in the 70s before you were born, of course. Oh, uh, yes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> You're 100% <Anyway>. correct. <laughs> Anyways. Yes. Okay. So I kind of like dominate too too much here. So I want to do get Deb and and Dorothy on and um, uh, okay, girls, let her rip. (laughs) Anything you want to talk about is absolutely. I'm I'm open. Dot, what do you think about um, carrying forth our conversation that we had earlier tonight about the difference between spirits and souls? Yeah, you want to go there? Really good. Well, yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, I was you know sure you had had more to say about it than I did. (laughs) <laughs> I was well. It, it, the conversation tonight started with you know I was just reading some stuff and just you know being all enlightened and stuff one afternoon a couple of days ago and I'm like you know the soul is perfect the way it is. It's part of the great everything. The, the soul is perfect the way it is. So why do I do any of the stuff that I do? I was questioning my existence as an astrologer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but well, you know what? But I mean, as healers, it's like you know what? I don't need to do anything for my soul. My soul is perfectly fine the way it is. Mm-hmm. Why do I? Why do I think I need to meditate? Why do I need to do all these personal things that I do for myself? Because my soul is my soul is perfect. There isn't anything I can do that's going to influence or change my soul. So I've been kind of carrying that for a couple of days. So I just over over fixing supper tonight. I just started uh, asking Deb what she thought about that, and well, then she had her her two cents, and they were actually worth a lot more than two cents. So go mm-hmm. for it, Deb. Yeah. <laughs> the next part of the conversation was <laughs> well, and 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 I think that this can all be applied to animals because I think if if you think of the soul and you think of the spirit, kind of like what Ron was saying, the spirit is an aspect of soul. And yep. when we talk about reincarnation, we're talking about this aspect of soul that chooses to come back for whatever reason, um, comes back again and again because there's something within the soul which I believe to be connected to, you know, you can call it to every, you know, source, the, the all, God source, the, the collective unconscious, whatever you want to call it. Um, but this is something that I think the soul is deeply attached to. And we have things that we add and change and learn 
as we contribute to the collective with our souls. So our souls can come back in spirit form, an aspect of soul, again and again, to learn and experience more things, to then bring back to source in a sense. So when you talk about reincarnation, you talk about, well, there's some aspect of the, the, you know, the source that creates the souls that needs to um, be experienced or refined. Am I doing this the same way we did it at dinner? It sounded different at dinner. I'm, I'm, I'm totally confused now. I, I watched this thing. Yeah, I'm like pacing around here. It's different when you're not chopping up vegetables, you know? Uh, <laughs> okay. Go to get asparagus or something and chop but it we, up. We were talking about the spirit being an aspect of something. You know that, yeah, that the spirit, yeah, the spirit as an aspect. And, and when you talk about when you talk about the spirit, which is much of what I deal with with people in session, when they come, they want to connect with spirit, and that's why Grandpa always comes through as Grandpa. But we're talking about an aspect of his soul, right? And yeah. this is the aspect that we're familiar with, that we've had engagement with. But yeah. that's just a piece of who he is. This soul, like Dorothy was talking about, is being you know perfect and connected to source in and of its own and yeah. you could you could say the same thing i think for any of the living creatures so this that, is kind of like the, the, this is kind of like the jewish thought that that there is some good in everyone that even perhaps uh adolf hitler's toe is in heaven <laughs> oh god well <laughs> you got a point you've got a point because i mean the well, you know who he was is probably is very different than who his soul is. I mean, if we're just an aspect of the great, but, but the, the soul would be non-judgmental. You know, when we were when we were making dinner, we were talking about how you know it's it's when um, you were killing kind of, the vegetables. Yeah, when it's not when right. it's not Slaughtering a matter of, of um, you know good or evil. It's it's a matter of of a collection of all that is. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so we're not we're not judging the soul is perfect, not in the sense that it's all sweetness and light and lollipops. But that it just is, you know. It, it to me, is that's the spirit. All though. parts of that's itself. A, to me, that's not the soul, but the spirit. See, the spirit would be um, the aspects of self. What what you go hunting for, what you go looking for in the cemeteries, you're looking for the aspect of self that remains. Oh, see, no, I, I look at the other way around. I think. Of course, you would. You think? <laughs> <laughs> you're not sure. <laughs> so. Needless to say, needless to there's, say, there's, there's a spirit bird. and there's a soul. There's a spirit and there's a soul. It doesn't matter which one you call it. Whichever one, to me, however you want to label it, whatever is the greater good. I mean, some people obviously call it God. I mean, whatever is right. the great, that's, the, that's who we are. That's pure. That's simple. You know, when we come into these bodies, however we get here, whether it's one time or a hundred million, it's just a little piece of the bigger picture. That's, right. I think that's what happens there. So and so, you know, my whole my whole thought was is like, well why do I need to do meditation? Because it takes a lot of time to meditate. <laughs> I was just trying to I was just trying to get out of my spiritual work is basically I think I you're trying to get out of your New Year's day. revolution is what you you're trying to get out of. That <laughs> <It> could be <laughs> Did you say revolution? Anyways, no. <laughs> yes. I you're thought you were revolution. <laughs> <laughs> the revolution for everybody. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you wait, that's 2012. <laughs> you know that this conversation is, is actually, it, it brings out a lot, because it, it is really cool, because we really don't know 
what yeah. everything is and, and what we are, even even ourselves, what we are. I mean, we, we have our theories and we all, a lot of it is subject to our beliefs and, and, and whatever. Uh, but I, I think you, you hit it on the nose that there is a common thread that runs through all of us. And it's got nothing to do with religion. It's got nothing to do with uh, upbringing or anything. That it's it's beyond that, and that's the, the good, perhaps, in us. Or I guess you would say. Well, here's a piece yeah. from a book I've been reading: uh, Buddhism, Plain and Simple. Uh-huh. This mm-hmm. one little piece. Um, if you're like most people, you think of yourself as having been born. But if you look at this notion carefully, you'll see that you have no immediate experience of having come into existence at all. Trace it back, follow your memory. Do you remember coming into existence? Of course, you didn't begin at birth, but when did you begin? At conception? When exactly does conception take place? When the sperm finds the first egg? But what about the sperm and the egg? When did they begin? With your parents? And when did they begin? With their parents before them? Mm. The truth is that you can't find coming into being as an event in actual experience. Everything involves what came before it in its identity. It's dependent on earlier conditions, which in turn are dependent on earlier conditions still, and so on as far back as we can trace or imagine. In other words, there's something very odd and contradictory and unsettling about this concept of coming into being. Nevertheless, here's reality, here's the world, here's the us. Hmm. So that, that's kind that's of... True. Yeah, that's it's kind totally of relevant. Is. You know, we can't, we can't figure out when we got here. We don't remember that. I do. <laughs> That first bite. That yeah. First bite? <laughs> Some 400 years ago. <laughs> All right. Did it hurt? Okay. Did it hurt? <laughs> okay, Methuselah. All right. So it's just, a, you know, a little, a, little, a little extra philosophical bit to the soup, I guess. Oh, well, it should be in that, and that's we, we all need that little extra philosophical soup. Well, I think I think we're coming at it too from, um, you know, we're we're. I, I don't want to be offensive. You are. We're, we're an overly Christianized nation, in a sense. You know, mm-hmm. there are there are other beliefs and other practices that are just as. Um, uh, people are just as devoted to in just a yeah, great number, is, isn't that, isn't and they have the, different beliefs. So if you were to be in a, a nation where it was primarily Buddhist, you'd get a completely different answer to all of these questions. If you were someplace where you were talking to people who had more of a Hindu experience in their cultures. I, I, don't, I don't think you're really, I think the essence of every religion is the same. It's just the, the way it's expressed is different. Well, to a degree. I mean, this conversation alone points out to some of the big differences. You know, really? Yeah, absolutely. What? What one? <laughs> Have you been here? <laughs> Hello? Did I miss something? Ron's Sorry. Did I miss something? Yeah. Ron's a Pisces. Ron's a Pisces. He oh, gets okay. it all. It's it all. <laughs> <laughs> it is. That's the thing. It's hard. It's hard. As a Pisces, I mean, I know he ha- you have distinctions, Ron, but generally, as, you know, as the general energy of a Pisces, it is the all. It's everything. It's all of the zodiac signs, so it's all of the energy. So it's just let me incorporate everything into into this. And so it's not always, easy. It, it, you know, you can divide things up, but not always as far as that Piscean energy goes. So Ron is actually doing what he should do. 
he's like, yeah, I'm okay. Thank you, Dorothy. <laughs> the checks in the mail. You can't, you can't help it who you are. <laughs> so, so I'm a Scorpio. Am I supposed to be getting along with him? <laughs> well, you're both, you, you are both water signs, but you uh-huh. might be a little deeper in. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. How is a Scorpio a water sign? Scorpio is a water sign. Why? Isn't that kind of like a desert sign? Water. No, Pisces is water as well, so is Cancer. Yeah, it's a fish. That's the difference. That's right. It's Well, Scorpio is water fixed, which means, which is in a way like ice. Water that's fixed, slowly movable. And ice, I can tell you that. Slowly movable, slowly movable. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But but it changes everything. (laughs) It's like, think of a glacier and how glaciers change the structure, you know, change change the foundation, you know, the planet underneath them, but you don't know it and you can't see it. It's just slow, moving, shifting, changing. So it's very deep, deep energy. Deep, slow moving. Doesn't mean everything in your life is slow. It just means that's just part of the essence of who you are. Well, she's blonde, so everything is slow. (laughs) No, we've met. (laughs) Oh, Ron, you're so cute. (laughs) I know. I I tell you that all the time, don't I? Yeah, that's why I love doing the show by phone. I mean, uh, it's so much. (laughs) Because I can't reach out and choke you. So much safer for me. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Anyway. I know. This has been an argument for a lifetime. I'm looking at the at the uh, the Togi chat room, and it's about definition of soul and spirit. And Steve found it as the opposite of what we were just talking about. And there too, and it's like you know, you're right. Everything, everything. You know, this has been an age, an age since humans could read. It's been an age old conversation. So, yeah, it's a great thing. If we have people talking about it, if we have people thinking about it, then it's a good thing. Now, for instance, let's let's talk about, since we're talking religion, let's talk about Tebow and the Denver Broncos. How much crap is... Do we really have to talk about Tebow? Really? Now, wait a minute. How about all the crap he's taken because he believes in whatever he believes and does what he believes? What, what is, I thought this was like all about independence and this country being independent and be able to have free thought and so forth. If that's what he believes in and that's the way he expresses it, what's wrong with that? You know? Well, it's great. Don't you think he plays it up a little bit? Come oh, on. see? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, fine. All right, whatever. Right. You can be religious. That's fine. I don't have any issue with anybody being religious, but, you know. Be a you little have ice to, again. Like, Go ahead. Go throw ahead. yourself prostrate on the on the field every time you get a touchdown. Really? You know. You know what? And <laughs> if I if I could be, if I could feel as much religion or as much uh, out of that as some of those people, yeah, I, I would be. You know. I mean, that's how much can they get? I mean, that's got to be amazing if they have that much religion. Well, I suppose so, but but you know, the camera's going to be right on you. Praise oh, here we go. Oh, God. Right? Don't you? What is he doing? I don't know what's going on. What is he doing? Is he, is he like, really praying to God because he's happy about the touchdown? Yeah, yeah every time he scores a touchdown, he goes down on one knee. He drops to one knee. It used to be planking oh. on the Internet. You'd have your picture taken laying flat somewhere. Well, now it's Tebow, and you go, and you have girls in bikinis, and they're mm. Tebowing, and, and they're doing, you know, everybody and everybody's Tebowing the 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 uh, right. the mayor of Pittsburgh had a T-bow because he lost the bet. So anyway, <laughs> well, it, I think I, you know what? I think you better let these ladies say their websites and stuff because you got your two minute warning. What a pizza came? 
I heard that doorbell. You didn't hear that doorbell? Yeah, no, I, I did hear the doorbell. I was wondering if somebody's at Deb's door. <laughs> That's what oh, I no. <laughs> That's the pizza. That means we got to end the show. So all right, awesome. All right. all right, so you can, okay, Dorothy Morgan, you can find me at nhastrologer.com, NH like New Hampshire. And okay. There, uh, and there I am. Go, Deb. Oh, and you can find me at viewbeyond.us. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's where I am. And All you right. can find both of us on Facebook. And uh, we have we have a little, um, we, we have a show on um, local TV as well. Which is a lot of fun to catch, and you I can was catch on that it. on CheshireTV.org. Ron's been on there. Yep. And I uh, would love to have you back. There you so, go. In fact, Dorothy and I will be doing that tomorrow. Awesome. All right. Hey, Thank right. you, good lady, so much for coming on. And, and Thank you. I really appreciate it. Well, I do want to mention one. Yep, I do want to mention one thing too. On February second, I start my uh, course on paranormal CSI at. Uh, Northern Essex Community College. Uh, I believe it's about halfway filled up, so if you want to join, you could still sign up for that. And uh, I guess well, it's time to wrap it up. Maybe we should treat everything as if they do have a soul. Here we go. We should. It actually should. You know what? To the world. We should treat everybody the same way as we all have the same soul, and there wouldn't be any problems in the freaking world. <laughs> I, I, I think it might help. That is. All right. I agree. Well, thank so you, ladies. Awesome. Nighty-night. Thanks. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Good night, all. Good night. God bless. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night, deliver us, good Lord. This is...